from CSG Studios, high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado, you're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Nate Timmons and Ross Martin. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys Podcast 96. With me, as always, my dude in the hipster glasses, Ross Martin. That's me. What up? Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. And we're joined this week by a very special guest, the usual suspect, Jeff Morton. Yo. Yo. What up, Jeff? What up? What up, Jeff? I don't have a nice intro like the Ross, so we'll just continue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All my people of the interwebs. never will. (laughs) I hope you guys are doing well whenever you're listening to this. Of course, we're talking about Hipster Glasses Ross. We're talking about the Mort Report. Morton from Thornton, as some people say as well. It's all about the nicknames, people. That's right. All, that's that's right, old ankle socks. Old ankle socks. Old ankle socks. I'm not young anymore. My Wait, is he is he wearing ankle socks today? It's too damn cold for ankle socks. It is. It is. I'm going just straight <laughs> black dress socks today, fellas. I was at Nuggets practice. I had to dress up in the sock department. But speaking of nicknames, we're going to play a little uh, little weekly challenge as we've gone accustomed to doing here the past couple of weeks. All about those NBA nicknames. I'm going to read you guys a nickname. You got to tell me the player. Sounds good, man. And we'll do the first Who one. Goes first, first one to get three right is going to win this thing because it's going to be difficult. Uh, we flipped a coin before the show to see who would go first. We actually did not do that. I'm thinking of a number between zero and ten. Ross, what is seven? It? Jeff, eight-ish. Oh, I was thinking a nine. So Jeff's going to go first mm. here. Everybody, Good. everybody knows me. Knows it would be number nine. Come on, come on. <laughs> yes, too easy. All right, <laughs> because that's Latin for loser. <laughs> e- yeah, probably German for no. <laughs> I don't know what any of that means. Is that Top Gear humor? You guys are getting at me. I don't know. All right, all right, Jeff. Here's the first one. Hmm. The Candyman. Isn't that a movie about a killer, like massively tall black guy that, yeah. That's the Candyman. Not scary Sounds either. Sounds like Stephen King, possibly. That, oh, that Clive Barker. That's what that is. Oh, cool. um, is that correct? Candyman. Candyman. It's not a mo- <laughs> we're not guessing the movie titles here. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not going to tell you something you're going to say, wait, that was a movie, right? You know, oh, you're right. You know, hey. when, you had, when you had your beer in your mouth a little bit, you kind of sounded like Johnny Carson. <clears throat> you're like, we're not talking about movies here. <laughs> I'm talking about movies. So he sounded like Johnny Carson. Candyman. (laughs) I, God, Candyman. I'll give you a hint. He's still playing in the league today. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. No, I have no idea. No idea. Okay. Ross, you'll give you a chance to steal. Oh, you're passing. (laughs) Well, wait, can I get, do I get that one and then the new one? Of course, yeah. Then I'll go with the Candyman. I'll go with Jason Kidd. Close, close. Really? Lamar Odom. (laughs) <laughs> Maroto, much the same guy. does eat a lot of a lot of candy. You know what? If they were standing next to each other, I don't think I could discern yeah. which one is which. Well, they're both with pretty crazy women, right? They Jason Kidd's beat his up, and the other one's a Kardashian. That is true. That is, that is actually true. All right, Ross, I'm going to give you one here. This guy's got two nicknames. I'll give both of them to you. Ooh. Captain Canada and Hair Canada. Captain Canada. And Hair Canada. Hair Canada. Oh my god! And uh, oh, I don't get to ask any follow up questions. Well, we'll, we'll, give, let's, we'll give you guys one follow up question. Um, 
What country is he from? No, okay. <laughs> uh, Nicaragua. Does he play? <laughs> does he play today? He does, yes. His name is Hair Canada. <laughs> so he's bald from Mexico. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I got, uh, I don't think I can name a single basketball player from Canada. Really? Yeah. Okay. Is that your final answer? You're not gonna. You don't want to guess anything. I'll go with John Starks. I think he actually might have been Canadian. Maybe not, but I don't know. No, not John Starks. <laughs> and he retired back in the nineties. <laughs> Jeff, you got a chance to steal. What do you think? Is it Steve Nash? Steve Nash. That's right. <laughs> God damn it! That was so easy. <laughs> Man. I should have had that one. That is a tough one. Somehow, some way. How did I not pull that one out of my ass? Ah, that's a tough one. Yeah. Alright, Jeff. The vanilla gorilla. <laughs> that's that's reverse racism. It really is, isn't it? <laughs> Can I ask a follow up question? Yes. Is he uh, is he uh still playing? He is indeed still playing in the NBA. The Vanilla Gorilla. Where are you getting these names? <laughs> Wikipedia. I'm guessing. Because with Nash, it was Nashty. Nash has always been Nashty. Um, nashty. <laughs> still plays in the NBA. <laughs> Vanilla Gorilla. Has to be a big guy then. And it's not Greg Ostertag. Um... He did retire recently, within the last 15, 20 years. <laughs> or, or Big Country Brian Reese. <laughs> because Big Country would have been his name, nickname. Uh, boy, um, I have no idea. No, no idea. Ross, you want a chance to steal this one? <laughs> With vanilla Gorilla. Uh, oh, my God. So I know our listeners out there are thinking, <clears throat> I know this. Yeah, they're Googling it, cheating bastards. Oh, they don't do that. They know. I'll go with uh, Timofey Mozgov. <laughs> oh, that's somewhat close. Uh, the Vanilla Gorilla kind of rhymes with his name, Joel Prisbilla. Oh, yeah. Never Are you heard sure Prisbilla still plays? Yeah. I don't know for what team, but he's still on the roster somewhere. I thought he retired. He did not. He did oh, not retire. Oh. I'm going to actually look up his stats. How about that? Why don't you just get to the next okay, one? Okay, we'll right? go to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that one's still good. Still good. So this is going to be for Ross. Prisbilla. Man, sounds made up. All right, Ross. The human highlight reel. Oh, man. Oh, is that uh, Chauncey Billups? Do you want a follow-up question or let me pretend I So no? All right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're done? I have, I have no idea. Right. <laughs> Jeff. Dominique Wilkins. Dominique Wilkins. <laughs> the human highlight reel. If Andy was here, he would be going nuts. That's his favorite <laughs> player of all time. <laughs> Not one of mine. Dominique, uh, what is he doing now? He's a announcer for the Hawks, right? Is he, he's yep, the, he's, he's their Scott Hastings, yep. so to speak? Yep. Yeah. Russ, I'll give you an easy one here. How about Chairman Yao? <clears throat> Wait, it's my turn again? No, I was just throwing one out there for you. <laughs> Damn it. Just throwing one out there for you, Ross. So I got one more I can get because basically I've gotten all all of Ross's and I've got all, all my own run. All of them? 
You've gotten all of mine? No. Yeah, because you had two. And two. I'm just going to three here. All right, Ross, or uh, Jeff, just Giving sorry. me the easy ones. <laughs> all right, Jeff, here you go. Turkish Thunder. Oh, uh, uh, that's a uh, that's, uh, uh, Phoenix. Um, man, I should know this one. Oh, is that Gortat? No. I know it. I wait, know it. Wait, no. I got he's it. The, he's the Polish hammer. Polish. I got it. I know it. He's my turn to explain. Yeah, it. go ahead. Turkogaloo. Turkaloo? Turkaloo. No, it's not the uh, the steroid suspended. Hey, dude, Turkaloo. Sorry. Sorry. Can I get another question? Can I try another one? Sure. Is his name Mehmet? No, it's not Mehmet Okur. There's like there's more than one Turkish person that's played in the NBA. There is. He still plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. Does that help anybody out? Oh, it's, uh, it's, um, uh, I named two Turkish players. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's Ilyasova. It is Irsan Ilyasova. Ilyasova. The least known Turkish player you picked their nickname. The least known. All right, Ross. No, it's Turkelmaz is the least known Turkish There's four player. four Turkish players? Yeah, and then he oh was drafted God. by the Nuggets. Ross, let's see if you can get back <laughs> into this. The country is on its way up, I'll tell you what. Let's see if we can get Ross back into this game. Ross, let's go with. Penny. Oh, Anthony Hardaway. Yeah. Very good. He's on the board, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. We got a two to one game here. That was before nineteen ninety five, so I should have a good uh should be able to handle those. That was good. That was a good one. What is he doing now? What do you think? Anthony. Um but he owns car dealerships. I'm just he's throwing that out there. Having his name changed to Anthony. I thought maybe he'd be uh <laughs> They said that his nickname derived from his grandmother's southern accent trying to call him pretty. And I don't see how – I tried it for about five minutes at home. I was trying to say pretty in a southern accent. And I, then it just dawned on me I can't even do a southern accent. So. Well, that kind of makes sense this. when you hear that his name was them trying to pronounce. Oh, Nathan. Anthony. You're so pretty. <laughs> pretty. Pretty. Oh, Anthony. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that one. Yeah, I had this neighbor lady when I was growing up who used to babysit me every once in a while. And she, you know, like the first time I went over there, she's always like, Yo, you want that peco? She kept asking me, Yo, want that peco? I was like, What? A dad pack out? I'm like, I, I don't understand. And then she goes to the fridge and pulls out a jar of pickles. Pickles, like, yeah. A dad pack out. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Scary. Moving along. Moving right along. This one's for Jeff to win the game. Jeff, can you get this one right? How about Chocolate Thunder? Oh, uh, Daryl Dawkins. Yes. Yes, Jeff. <laughs> Daryl Dawkins. I thought I'd stump him on that one. I had to know. I had. Everyone known. knows Chocolate Thunder. Good wow. job. Two weeks in a row you won the challenge. I had to have known, though, if I went older, that Jeff was probably going to get him. Because yeah. that was that was his era. Well, you should have gone with older. With I, I will. I will reiterate to our listening audience that I'm only 34 years old. I just happen to act older than I am. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Perhaps one of my favorite nicknames is for Eric Floyd, Sleepy, Sleepy, Sleepy Floyd, Sleepy Floyd. <laughs> and then I was thinking for Lafayette Lever as well, right? That. Uh, what was Kenny Smith? Kenny Smith was uh, the Jet. The Jet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the like Jet. Benny before... the Jet Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, man. Yes, a little Sandlot exactly. action. He's so fast. He's so fast. <laughs> Played for the Dodgers, I believe, in some made up, mixed up role. Here's the thing that pisses me off about that movie. So that kid 
uh, in the broadcasting days, he was still wearing that stupid fisherman hat that had the giant bill on it, right? <laughs> yeah. His buddy from the Dodgers never thought to give him a pro back. Dude, he's a journalist. <laughs> he can't be wearing that in the booth. The Doyers. But they let him wear a – who would wear a fishing hat with a giant bill on it? I've yet to see a It's hat. how you know it's the same guy because he looks different. <laughs> they need that big What's of a, a crutch. It's like Rounders, how they had to have the Oreos as the tell. Yeah. The obvious tell. Yeah, it's good. I don't know. He's money. <laughs> I saw a nickname on here for Jeremy Lin. Be the man his money. He's got that good. <laughs> Delayed reaction from Nate Timmons. Worst nickname I saw on this list was for Eric Bledsoe, Mini LeBron. That's a terrible nickname. I don't like it at all. You think John Malkovich like tricked people because his last name is Malkovich, so they figured he could do a good Russian accent? And everybody on set just assumed that was a good Russian accent. But. Was it bad? My sister claims that it's a horrible accent. It's pretty bad. And she claims John Malkovich not as good of an actor as most people he, bill him to be. It's as bad <laughs> as Al Pacino's in uh, Scarface, what? which is a terrible Cuban accent. That was pretty good. It's awful. Say a lot. I'm a political prisoner, man. <laughs> How'd you get this scar? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, what was Tony Batiste's nickname? Who's Tony Batiste? He's an actor in Scarface. He's a Nuggets player. Is he oh. the number four overall pick? Yes. That has something to do with it, Ross. <clears throat> uh, the fourth? 1997. Was this given to him by Sandy Clough? No. Or just adopted heavily by Sandy Clough? Because Sandy still uses it to this day. No, no, no. No, it was Dan Issel. Dan Issel was the first one to call him <laughs> El Busto. El Busto? El Busto. El Busto is before Dan became, Dan Issel became a uh, negative executive. He called him uh, El Busto. But he still plays in the NBA, so he wasn't, I mean, he was a bust certainly because he wasn't a star, but for longevity purposes, El Busto is had is he still in the NBA? Was he still on the 76ers? Uh, he was last year. I don't know if he still is. I'm not too sure. Hey, Ross, how about this one for nickname? Hmm. Mm. The Hick from French Lick. Larry Bird. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-95, dude. I got pre-95. I got one. Okay, here's your one. How about Magic. It? I was just going to say that. <laughs> 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 Irvin. Irvin. Man. Hey, what? <laughs> Stepped all over you, didn't I? <laughs> all right, that's it. It's all the nicknames I know. That's it? It's all of them? All right. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll take a short one. Come back in. Uh, I don't know. Maybe twenty seconds. Talk some. Yeah. Alright, we're back to talk a little bit of, uh, an oddball stuff, perhaps. Russell, I'm gonna kick it to you on this. What do you got for us? So, today I was, uh, you know, on Jay Leno, you know, Monday nights, time for headlines, and they always read the confusing headlines. I'm gonna read you some stuff that people sent me in the mail! <laughs> Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, that was good though. That was uncanny. <laughs> but, 
I read two headlines today that made me think of that in our on our very own hometown Denver Post. And I wonder, you know, does you know how guy do you think Ben Hockman writes the headlines for his pieces? No. No. Okay, good. Because here is the headline today that uh made me think the Nuggets got beat by the Lakers, which made for some very strange <laughs> conversations at lunch today. Like anybody watched that Nuggets game last night? I was like, Yeah, too bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the headline. It says Nuggets run away from uh Nuggets run away from Lakers. <laughs> that can't be mistrue either. Right? Like they ran away from them. Like yeah. they're cowards. Yeah. They, they would like Danilo Gallinari intentionally sat out last night's game. Yes. Run away with so the win would have been like better. Wait but. a minute. So basically you're implying that the post was saying all the Nuggets players are yellow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically. Chickens. September chickens. Yeah. Here was the other one. It was just right next to it. Okay. Again, this was Troy Rank. I hope he doesn't get to write this headline because this one said, Carlos Gonzalez wants to, wants to get Back rock or turn back. Sorry, I can't read my own writing. Carlos Gonzalez wants to turn back Rocky's clock to winning ways. <laughs> what? <laughs> at what? At what point on that clock? It's a very, and then what, very specific time. <laughs> and what does that mean exactly? To like a, a, a like a, a storied history of winning ways, and then what does that mean after that p- time period? That little burst, that little little tiny moment in history. Does that mean we have to relive the last three goddamn years again too? Because I would have to disagree with Carlos Gonzalez on that strategy. I've had some uh, I've been talking with some Rockies friends too that are very upset with. Uh, it's kind of the CU thing, right? Where CU brought back the old players, and Walt Weiss is you know having. Uh, Dante Bichette come back and, uh, uh, Pedro Astacio and some of these old guys from back in the day to help out with spring training. I don't know about permanent coaches, but to help out and, uh, talk to some people that are like, these guys were bums when they were here. <laughs> like, I hope he doesn't have Bichette teaching these guys how to drop fly balls in the outfield. And <laughs> like, Maybe like this golden age of Rockies baseball, you know, like, <laughs> you know, we're shooting for mediocre at best here, everybody. Just went like remember just remember went that like, 81 and 81 record we had back in 1995? <laughs> yeah, those let's let's reach those heights again, fellas. <laughs> and let's get slaughtered in the postseason by anybody. <laughs> I just heard somebody talking about uh, the over-under on the Rockies' wins this season. And Vegas is a halves at like 70.5, which is generous. They lost 98 games last year. 98 games. I mean, I knew that. I knew they lost 98 games, but to think about that, 98 games. This will be another season, I think, where I go to one game, the first game, and then I forget about the Rockies the rest of the season. It's not like they spent money on anybody of any kind of relevance in this offseason. I think I saw they re-signed Dexter Fowler for millions of dollars, and I'm like, why don't they just take that money, throw it in a big dumpster, and light it on fire? Like, it must be so Dexter awesome. Fowler might be a good, you know, 225 hitter and maybe, maybe he hits 280. I don't know. I mean, oh. Dexter Fowler, what's he getting really? Well, well, let me These are hopes. Let me, both of you go to opening. Well, you go to opening day, but you don't necessarily go to the game, do you? No, I, sometimes I'll go to the bars downtown for opening day. Patio. Yeah, here well, there. yeah, so. And whiskey I, I, flows. I, I, yes. And it's time to go home. <laughs> I have a, okay, last year I'm texting Nate. I think it was last year, maybe the year before. I'm texting Nate. Hey, how you doing, man? 
no, I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm like, I look at the thing and it's like one in the afternoon or something like that it's on like, a Thursday. <laughs> we found a guy that looked exactly like Bam Morris on the patio at Downtown Tavern. And we were referring to him as Bam Morris. It was not Bam Morris, but he drank whiskey like Bam Morris probably would have. I don't have a clue who Bam Morris is. Steelers. Uh, Steelers old running back. Oh. Okay. Way a good probably 250. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Big guy. Big guy. Could have been stereotyping on our behalf because he was African American, but I felt like it was a fair play. <laughs> I don't know. I hear you. I hear you. This is this is quick, quick, quickly <laughs> quickly gone off the rails. Uh, Thought he was Well, worse. anyway, Carlos Gonzalez. God bless you. Let's turn back the clock to three oh one to three oh two p.m. and on August second, nineteen. I'd like to turn. I would like to turn the clock back. To spring training. I got a buddy like that who wants to turn back the clock to high school. It's not pretty. Oh man. Oh, Sounds man. good, isn't but it? But do you ever, okay, okay, you two are in your thirties now, so you can appreciate this. You ever have those moments? Thirty, buddy. Come on. In less than a month, you'll be thirty-one. True. Okay. Your next point is? I, um, you ever have those moments where? Nope. Next will, topic. Okay, sh- <laughs> shut up. You will, you will listen to me. No, um, where you were like random, have a random recollection of high school. Just like, just out of nowhere to have a recollection of high school and you think, oh yeah, I remember that. And then further on, you're like, oh my God, that was like 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, we were thinking, I was at, uh, I stopped by my, my grandma's house today and I was wearing a jacket that I guess my cousin had the same jacket and I was trying to think of when I bought it and I was like, yeah, I probably got it three or four years ago and then I realized, no, it was probably more like seven or eight years ago, you know? It's like, God. Yeah, that's, that's never fun. Well, that's where the memories like get to you. It was like, oh yeah. Yeah, I remember in high school when I was, I, I saw a, sh- uh, a picture of me wearing a Beatles shirt from high school. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that shirt that you got at a concert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got it. I got it in 1966 <laughs> at, uh, at, the, at a Beatles concert. No, I, um, Red Rocks would have been 64. <laughs> it would have been 64. June, can, June of '64. That was about when this little segment started. I'm trying to think of when our when we did our Colorado Springs rant. Was it either two podcasts ago, perhaps, or something? But we've heard from heard from uh, quite a few people from the Springs that listen to the show, and mm-hmm. they seem to enjoy it. They all turned on their city immediately. They really did. They're like, "God, you guys are right. This place sucks." Like, this is Colorado Springs is a shithole. They're like, hey, we know, we know. You don't have to kick us while we're down. All right? But good to know you guys are still alive and that they have the internet in the well, Springs, I, I guess. Just, I lost respect for them because they have no backbone. I mean, stand up for your city. <laughs> at least they got the web down there. And at least they, you know, the classy ones know how to use and listen to podcasts. So, <laughs> right. I mean, that's okay. That's right. They're all right in my book. They've they've progressed to that point, which is good. Yeah. So that's what you had, Ross, the two? Yeah, the two so it turns out the Nuggets did win. <clears throat> they did, yes. So Yahoo, right? I mean, Yahoo. This is this is big big time. Indeed. Yeah, well, we we when is the last time the Nuggets have won a season series against the Lakers? Last year. Last year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, aside yeah, from last you year. If you want to say maybe we talk playoff series, that would be never. That would be really never. last year. Yeah, I think they I believe they did. I think I they know. they went two to one. I think they won last year. So, so this isn't a big deal. <laughs> they don't care about it. Well, three to one's good. I mean, three to one definitely shows. Like we can talk about this. Let's talk of Nuggets when we come back. We'll do a little a little break. We'll come back. We'll talk some Nuggets basketball. Hell of a segue, Ross. Hell of a segue.
I'm a, oh man, my glasses are getting <laughs> fogged up in here, man. You know, you could maybe get a new pair of during glasses. That, during that whole break, it was <laughs> trying to clean those fucking glasses. What, was, what were you doing? <laughs> you know. Where, where could you perhaps maybe get, I don't know, a new pair of glasses in a hurry? I was not prepared for this. I was waiting for him to grind himself a new pair of lenses in the back. Well, you know, this is about that time every week where we talk about our relationships with amazon.com amazon.com of course is our affiliate partner and if you guys are going to be doing some shopping on amazon go to coloradosportsguys.com first and click the banner at the top of the page if you do that before every time you do your shopping then you will be supporting this podcast we were just talking about getting older and i think it was last week where i was talking about how my knee just stopped hurting from just being outside in the cold for four hours. The Broncos game, <laughs> hurt yes. for, yeah. So I went out and I bought myself a nice knee brace. And it's one of those ones that goes right underneath your knee. It's just one of those straps that you used to have to get with a prescription. for you. Like you literally needed a prescription to get one of those knee things. It's like it goes right underneath your kneecap. You can go get one of those. Go get yourself some safety glasses, some knee pads. You know what I mean? You can get the... All this stuff available on Amazon. If you're going to be old, you still want to play some hoops. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go yeah. get some knee pads. Get some Ooh. safety prescription glasses. <laughs> right? Yeah, I hear are, you, are, man. Wait a minute. Are you going for the Kurt Rambis look? <laughs> yeah. Or like, uh, <laughs> who's that? Horace Grant? Horace Grant. Horace Grant? What was what? his nickname? Goggles? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he had a nickname. I don't think he did. Nobody dared give him a nickname because... But, but yeah, I was gonna say you're right. I mean, I just read this that incredible piece. Did you read the outside the lines piece on Michael Jordan's 50th birthday? The one of you guys? No, I did not read that. I highly recommend. I don't have it. cable. Read oh, internet. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. you don't have to watch anything. <laughs> I did. Uh, and I heard from uh, the old. I did the 5280 Hoop Show podcast on Saturday. Peter Sherwell told me to tell you he doesn't have cable either. Oh, there, he lives, there you he go. Lives in your internet world. Very good, Peter. You have Sherwell. found a compadre. All right. Yeah. And uh Justin Adams, huge uh, Daniel Gallinari fan. They're interested in talking to Jeff about his his also adoration for Daniel Gallinari's hoops game. Very good. Very he's good. a he's a good he's a good man. So this is like a, this, you were on like a Colorado Sports Guys tribute podcast or something? I was, yes. Yeah. Cool. Big fans of the show. So. <laughs> it's a first for me. <laughs> Finally someone had something good to say about you. It wasn't, wasn't just ripping you in the comment section. This is not of, the uh, best podcast in the world. This is just a tribute. Shit show of an amateur hour. That's all we do. But this Jordan piece, this long piece, it's great and it talks all about, you know, what Jordan's up to now at 50 years old as this owner, as this guy that gave this bitter Hall of Fame speech. Beach just gives you a little insight into Michael Jordan's life now, and it was fascinating. And he had one line in there where he said, you know, very Jordan-esque thing to say. They were talking about when he was cleaning out his house in Chicago and he was moving. He's cleaning up all his memorabilia rooms, all his you know championship rings, Olympic uniforms, college uniforms, shoes, like five thousand pairs of shoes, all this stuff. And he's like, you know, I'd I'd trade in all this stuff right now to go back and play the game. Yeah, it's like man. But I've been playing the last few weeks, and I could use some of those things off that that list. Yeah, see, I would like to. Yeah. I, I would like to actually get a daily diary of Nate's uh, experiences <laughs> playing pickup basketball, it's because awesome. last week's story was hysterical. <laughs> I've had to. Uh, I've had to come to the realization that you know I'm not as good as I used to be anymore. <laughs> you know, and it's that's dangerous that's, though, because your mind. It's a lot Still of what Jordan deals with, you know, me and Jordan right there. You, you know, I mean, we're having to deal with getting older. He's 50. I'm 30. You know, we're on the same page. <laughs> Here's something really funny was the last time I was in a gym, I just assumed I could come out, go up and grab the rim. 
<laughs> jump up and grab oh the rim, God. you know? Just like, oh, you know, back in the gym, you know, nothing's changed. Yeah. Yep. I, I couldn't grab the rim. Stop. <laughs> I limped out of that gym. I limped out of that gym. <laughs> I'm happy if I can grab the net. But there again, I, as I told you last week, I tore my rotator cuff. <laughs> yeah. And putting my arm above my head sometimes is a bit of a chore. So, yeah. so anyway, go to Amazon.com. <laughs> Get all your, uh, re- you can probably buy a reaching stick. <laughs> That's right. A reaching broom. Go, yeah. Don't make me use my reaching broom. For all of those out there, maybe you could find some. Uh, <laughs> Some, or some, some, medicine, on the stick. some medicine to help with low testosterone or something. I don't know. Yeah, low T. Low T. You got low T. All right, we're up. done with the Amazon. Go to Amazon, people. I was unprepared for that. Go to yeah, our I, site and then go to Amazon. Yeah, go to our site. Go to Amazon. I think I did pretty damn good for completely forgetting. Actually, I think that. I've, I've uh, a couple of my, I think a couple of my friends have clicked the link. Very good. Thank you. You know, I was noticing there's been a lot of people buying those. Amazon instant videos. Yeah, we get like 28 cents every time or something like that, maybe even less. But that's still good. Hey. Well, I got it. All we need is floods of people now to do it. That's right. I did actually get a, a, a Twitter direct message from somebody that uh, wanted to remain anonymous, but they said, hey, I purchased something on your site and it's not what you might think it is because it's uh, – it's some kind of vitamin or something. They told, like, they pointed it out. I think so we can make fun of it on the show, maybe. <laughs> but it's something to try to get. Like, uh, it's called. Oh yeah, it's called. It's a uh, sort of broken bones, but it's called bone up. <laughs> <laughs> but this person was like, it's not an erectile dysfunction <laughs> for osteoporosis. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's something for repairing or replenishing bones. Yeah, it's I think not... Sally Field was the spokeswoman for that. <laughs> yeah, she might have been <laughs> Sally Struthers, maybe or Fields, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> I've had trouble with Hit my the bones. Applause thing. <laughs> Amazon.com. Clownsports.com. Yeah. All right, fellas. Pretty good week for the Nuggets. They went uh, they went two and one last week. They lost in Washington to the Wizards. Uh, thank goodness they don't have to play them anymore. Zero and two against Washington this year. Nene gets his revenge. Completes the sweep against the Nuggets. Uh, they beat the Charlotte Bobcats on Saturday. February 23rd, and then Monday the 25th, Los Angeles Lakers came to town. Nuggets took care of business. L.A. played the day before in Dallas, came in here. Nuggets ran them out of the gym. Second, They did not run away from them. I don't know if you realize this. It was the second consecutive year when the Nuggets have won the battle between the Lakers and the Nuggets <laughs> in regular season. Yeah. Are they going to make T-shirts for that? They might. They might. I want to ask. I want it's kind of like that. You know, AFC West Championship, but it's just like the Lakers, Denver, you know. Well, there was a line last night where it's a big uh, deal. somebody asked Kobe there, like, you know, you still get a, a pretty hard time when you come to Denver. And he's like, well, yeah, it's because we dominate them every year in the playoffs. And it's like, ah, God, like, you know, you think maybe you win something because, you you know, the Nuggets beat up on the Lakers and then Kobe shoots you back to reality. There was a lot of people going, that rascal, you know, after the thing happened, so. About, you mean the raping or the? <laughs> what a comment! One of the two. One of the two. The comment. I don't read between the. I don't read between the lines real well. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, the, okay. So the Lakers. I'm a straight shooter, Jeff. You know. Yeah. yeah right so from, right the Lakers have played uh, 58 games. They're 28 and 30. They're three games out of the Western Conference uh, playoff picture behind Houston. You get? Do you guys think the Lakers are going to make the playoffs this year? Yeah. Yep. I do too. And they're going to beat the Nuggets. <laughs> well, I, 
if they played the Nuggets, the Nuggets it won't be would have until, to be the one seed. Well, yeah, it won't be until uh, the second round or beyond. So we'll, we might take that if they started today. The playoffs started today. No, though they would be out of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I'm, so I, we were talking about this today down at Nuggets practice, where some people were kind of talking about the Lakers. Lakers is a huge topic; they're talked about everywhere. But I do think they might make it, not because of how good they might be for the rest of the year, but I think like teams like Utah and Houston might slip a little bit. And we're seeing Houston kind of, you know, six and four in their last ten. They just lost one, uh, lost the most recent game. But they trade away both their power forwards at the trade deadline, so they might be kind of in a tough position. But yeah. Houston, I don't think, cares that much about the postseason this year because they're trying to set themselves up for future success. But, man, if you get the Lakers get into the postseason, if you're San Antonio or Oklahoma City, would you want to play them? I don't know, not with that the spirit of Jerry Buss leading them to victory. Well, that, I mean, San Antonio and Oklahoma City, both kind of fast-paced teams. You know, the Lakers, pretty good. If they get into the postseason, it's, you know, they're not going to have to play back-to-backs, obviously. It's going to be a slowed-down game. Kobe Bryant's built for postseason play. Steve Nash, he's mm-hmm. battle-tested. Dwight Howard, if they get Pau Gasol back, he's off crutches as of today. Well, you know, I, it could happen. You know, I, listen, I don't, I don't put anything. I'm not one of those Lakers bashers. I mean, I don't like them. We saw last night they get the calls. They're going to get calls. Yeah, well. <laughs> Mark Guthrie, what's up? That was, that was the worst display. Not worst. The most suspicious display of officiating I've ever seen. I have ever seen. I was just, it was blatant, except for maybe the 2002 Western Conference Finals, but that, I, I I was talking to my dad, and he said, uh, even with even when he who never notices officiating, you know, he said even if I'm noticing, there is something wrong, and you know, and Hastings was going nuts about it on the broadcast. But you were there at the game. I mean, was it was it more obvious in person when? I mean, from where we are, from where I sit, I mean, yeah, you might have seen some questionable things, and I'm trying to look up at the monitor to get a better picture of it. But I mean, the crowd was definitely aware of. You know how screwed over the team was getting. Even with all the Lakers fans there, you could the boos were just you know echoing. I mean, the boos were loud anytime there was a bad call. I mean, you had Dwight Howard intentionally throwing a ball out of bounds and then giving the ball back to the Lakers, and it's like, what the hell is going on? Like, this is obvious. Does the booing by the crowd of the officials have an opposite effect because they're just, you know, they're kind of, you know, just hard headed? Like they they don't want to acquiesce, so they feel like they need to kind of. Over, you know, kind of keep calling it so they don't look like the day kind of bowed down to the, you know what I mean? Because you notice that sometimes with, with, you know, never works in Utah. Yeah, well, when coaches like get on refs, you know, in all sports, that changes the way they call it. You know what I mean? Like that's for sure, but maybe has the opposite effect Mm. when it coming from the crowd. It it really is. It's an intense atmosphere, but some officials will react. Differently than other officials. You well, know. You, you'll hear a lot of times at the end of games that they won't call something against the home team because they don't want that home crowd coming down on them so hard. So you have heard, you know, that's all kind of conspiracy theory talk type stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, they are humans, right? They have to be affected by some emotion. No, they're not. Humans. We are not human. They're not human. <laughs> I mean, there's something. Uh, clearly, Joey Crawford is human. Yeah, you know, but it's it's. I don't know. I it's isn't one it of funny though that we're we're talking like. I mean, I guess we're focusing on it. Uh, the national outlets are focusing on it. The ninth place team in the Western Conference. You know, like could the Lakers, this, man, could the this Lakers. ninth place team do something like 
do they really have a chance to beat San Antonio or Oklahoma City or the Clippers? Like, is that realistic that they could do that? They can't come up against a fast team. They're too slow. I mean, uh, uh, what about the playoffs? Though I mean, the playoffs even in the play- slow down. Even in the pl- even in the playoffs, I think I think people exaggerate the uh, effect of slowing down in the playoffs because let's face it, both Miami and the Thunder play at a fast pace. There you and go. that is San Antonio. San Antonio plays at a fast pace. It's not Clippers. Pretty yeah, and for the most part, and it's and it's like it's. It, the playoffs are about matchups. If you have a team that you just match up well against, like the Nuggets 2009 playoff Western Conference Finals run, they just happened to line up against teams that they matched up really well against. The, the Tornets and then the Mavericks, who they dominated in the regular season that year. <clears throat> and they even matched up pretty well with the Lakers. And if it wasn't for some mistakes, some things, you know, maybe the Nuggets get to the finals that year. But regardless, what we it's about matchups when you get to that point, and that's why I'm not really too concerned about the Nuggets getting into a home court advantage because they match up really well and really, with the Memphis Grizzlies. And the only team really in the out of the eight, even yeah, the eight teams right now in the West, the only teams that play to slow down the pace are basically Memphis and Utah. That's it. I mean, yeah. San Antonio, OKC, the Clippers, Denver, Golden State, and Houston all play fast. Yeah, all and it, it's that, that's why the assumption that. Things will slow down and all that stuff. It's just it, it doesn't. It's not accurate anymore. It is, and things didn't really slow all. down for the Nuggets and Lakers in the playoffs last year. The Nuggets, no. the games they won, and the reason they were in that series is because they were able to push the pace push in the that pace. series. Yep, even with Bynum on there. So I mean, um, I listen. I I really do think that it's it's about. But regardless, the Lakers will make the playoffs. That's not even a consideration. It's it's going to happen. Just, people need to accept it. Accept it, people. Just get on with your lives. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And once they get in, you never know That's what true. happen. <laughs> that is never true. Know. That Yeti bus. An old bus. Old Yeti bus. You got to pay for Yeti. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Yeti. <laughs> but pretty, I mean, pretty good wins. I, I was pretty upset that the Nuggets lost to the Wizards. I mean, you don't like to see that kind of... Yeah, you the know, Wizards are pretty good, though. I, going they, on the road and giving up 119. But yeah, Washington's not bad. The Wizards have... Really improved since John Wall came back. I mean, by a lot. And Nene being actually healthy and he's mm-hmm. been more consistent. But yeah, Wall and pairing him with Beal a little bit. Even mm-hmm. though I guess Beal hasn't been as good as I thought he's been. But I thought he's been pretty good. He's all right. Pretty, 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 well, pretty, you see, pretty, the thing pretty. is, you know, when you when a guy like Nene faces his, his old team, a guy like Nene with so much heart and will and fortitude, you know, there's a little something extra that comes out of him. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a tough situation to be in. As a Denver Nuggets team. I'm, I'm sensing some sarcasm. <laughs> Nene, always known to rise to the occasion. He's just, you know, he's a, uh, another, a lot of heart, that, that Nene. Another interesting <laughs> note from uh, the L.A. game, and I want to kind of look maybe at the Charlotte game, but was uh, the minutes between, and I, I wrote a little piece about it, the minutes between Costa Kufis and JaVale. Mm-hmm. I even threw Freed in there, but Freed's been pretty consistent around 30 minutes. Um, but we've seen... Kufus's minutes, I think, I feel like George is starting, he played 14 minutes against the Lakers, and I feel like George is starting to use him more in that Dante Jones type role. And who was, who else did he use in that role where he'd start him, play him in the first quarter, start in the third quarter, but you don't really see him in the second or the fourth? It was pretty much exclusive to Dante Jones as far as I know. I was trying to think if there was one other guy that was in that bill. I don't, I can't think of any. Not since Dante. Dante was, 
He used Mozgov there a little bit last year. A little bit. Yeah, you're right. You're Mozgov a little bit. But Dante Jones was like, I I don't know if you remember this, Ross, but Dante Jones would start the game. What what do you mean? You don't know if I remember. Of course I remember. Ross was at Pepsi Center for all those games. He would start the game, and then he would start the second half, and then that would be it. And then that, that was he wouldn't play the rest of the game. And that would be his four. He'd get that, fourteen minutes. Fourteen minutes, and that would be it. And that was the most unique thing I'd ever seen as far as a rotation for a player. That he wouldn't start. He would start a game, but he would not finish it. And we didn't really see it. I mean, Cooper's played twenty-two against Charlotte. And McGee played seventeen, but we saw it against the Lakers. McGee played twenty-three, and Cooper's played fourteen. Mm-hmm. And McGee played well. I mean, he yeah. was focused. He didn't bite that. The huge play that stuck out was. Uh, Dwight Howard going across the lane, and then he tried to do the pump fake and the hook shot. Javale didn't bite the pump, and then swatted the you know the little hook shot attempt. Yeah, and he just looked a little more focused recently. He's looked pretty good. No, I I, I agree. I agree. I, the, the focus is the is a big part of that too with with Javale. So absolutely. But I just I wonder if we'll see. I wonder if we'll see Kuvis's role shrink down a little bit. Is this is this because George said at the beginning of the year that he wanted to play Javale twenty to twenty five minutes a game. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if – I mean we haven't really seen him in that role yet, but this was like kind of the first game where we've seen those minutes kind of flip. Kind of obviously – well, I don't know. I guess he's he's rode JaVale hot a few times here and there. As long as JaVale doesn't have his <laughs> – as long as JaVale doesn't have his soul-sucking, you know, like moments where it's like he single-handedly loses you the game <laughs> – I'm fine with him getting a little more minutes. He does, I mean, he does have those moments where, you know, one thing kind of goes wrong and it seems to snowball into three or four things happening and it seems like it affects him. But yeah, I don't know. It seems like I think last few games, though, he's just seemed a little more locked in and he seems a little more, he's <laughs> mm-hmm. doing some little things right and he's not maybe. Do you think it's because the trade deadline came and went and he was still there so he's more relaxed? I think that takes some pressure off some of the guys on the team for sure. Like guys, if any guys were involved in rumors and, and like we've said, I don't know how much stuff gets leaked out to the players or what they hear from whatever as far as the Nuggets organization. But yeah, I think that I think that takes a certain amount of pressure off of guys after that. Because especially yeah. for a guy like JaVale McGee who may be, you know, I mean like just like the prospect of him like going to, you know, I don't know if he's got what his deal is. He seems a little goofy, but like what if he's like all of a sudden in, I don't know, Los Angeles for instance or – New York City, you know, it's like he's yeah. probably a little worried about that, you know. Yeah. So maybe spotlight. maybe he can relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. That's a good observation, Ross. Yeah. Well, I'm very observant. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do. I sit here and I get caught up on the nuggets by listening to you guys talk, <laughs> and then I say the only, impo- you know, thing of worth at all. In the well, whole- you are the you are when we talk about when we talk about the nuggets, you can kind of like interject the philosophy into it. Keep so, us level headed. Yes. The devil's advocate role from time to time. I know the game. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I know the yeah. game. I was first team all high school. Golden, yeah. In high school. Golden right. Bears, right? Is there one up here? Was it? Golden right. Eagle Claws? What were they? Golden Bears? Basketball? The demons, there? you son of a bitch. Oh, the demons? How no, dare you? <laughs> it's my addition. <laughs> so, Jeff, the other point I wanted to kind of discuss a little oh, bit was. Ponderosa. Uh, Mustangs, baby. Mustangs. Should have just been called like the Saps or something. <laughs> I, 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 was both the, I was both the Arvada West Wildcats and the Central Warriors. Mm. Who's yeah. that uh, big time quarterback? Cutlip? The Cutlip, uh, Cutlip, yep. Yeah, uh, uh, clown. And uh, oh, 
Not as big a clown. Not as big a clown as. Might uh, run into him at a bar around town. Remember, He's probably got a gut now. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, I went to I went to junior high school. I was a I was a ninth grade when he was in seventh grade with Kevin McDougal. Oh yeah, McDougal, great running back at CSU, Ross. Yeah, he was a douchebag. He ran all over CU a few times. Did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. These guys all sound familiar. <laughs> all right, getting back to it a little bit. So Danilo's missed. He's missed a few games here and there recently. Before yeah. the All Star break, he missed a couple. Yeah. Uh, you know, people are kind of looking at this Lakers game. I said it uh, kind of this morning on Twitter. I was saying, you know, Nuggets fans were excited about this win. Uh, I think it was it was cool to see the Nuggets run the Lakers out like the way they did. Just like four quarters of just you know focused, determined basketball, focused on the game plan that George preaches all the time. And I was even asking. Um, you know, some of the Nuggets people is like, this seems like one of those games where George didn't have to beg the team to keep pushing the pace. Like they just pushed the pace. So people were saying, you know, Nuggets fans were happy. Lakers fans kind of looked at it like, Hey, it was a back to back. We're in Denver on the second of this, whatever. It was a loss. Move yeah. on. Yeah. And then, you know, they don't, it's kind of takes away a little bit of the credit for the Nuggets, but the Nuggets were missing perhaps, you know, their, their best player, their best scorer in Danilo Gallinari. Well, I, I really think that. If the if the Lakers weren't ancient, and if they weren't, uh, the pace contributed. But the but this is what people are missing. The Lakers are the worst defensive team in basketball. Horrific. And the Nuggets just happened to have a matchup that worked for them with this. But they still gave up almost 110 points. The defense was terrible. It was good. But terrible. It was one of those, it was one of those situations where you see how on earth are they giving up 108 points when it seems like they've dominated the game? Yeah. And it was because the Lakers were getting a lot of easy baseline shots. They, you know, Dwight Howard could have had 25, 26 points in the game if he hit his free throws. I mean, it was just one of those situations where the Nuggets were able to take advantage of the quickened pace. And all that stuff with a very old, old, old team that is terrible at defense. But yes, the Nuggets played very well. And I'm not going to take that away from them. But they were aided exponentially by the fact that the Lakers just do not play defense. The Nuggets are the third highest scoring team in the NBA, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, if you're, if you're going to be able to score a lot of points, you know, I've heard, I've heard people talk about this in talk radio. Scott Hastings has mentioned it. Sandy Clough has touched on it. Maybe you don't need to play defense for 48 minutes. I mean, George keeps talking about preaching defense and you hear a lot of, even Danilo said, I think in that one-on-one piece he did with Altitude about how, you know, George changed him as a player because he said, focus on defense. Your offense is always going to come to you. You know, yeah. if you focus on the defensive side and with the Nuggets, yeah, they don't play 48 minutes of good defense, but if you can put together a good quarter, if you can slow down the opposition enough in one quarter or half a quarter and two quarters or whatever, you know you're going to outscore them. Well, it's a little deceptive in this game because the Nuggets did it in the first quarter and kind of coasted for the rest of the game. There was they they had some great moments of defense, but if you I watched it again this morning, and their defensive effort was the bridge between the first quarter and the beginning of the second quarter. Yeah. Where they pushed it to ten points, and then that they just pretty much coasted the rest of the game. There wasn't the in, immense intensity that they had the first quarter. We got outscored in the second half by like mm-hmm. two points, I think. Mm-hmm. It just it, it was. This is where stats can lie, and I think people, when they look at the flow of the game, I'm not saying that the Nuggets did poorly. I'm saying that they were aided a lot by the fact that the Lakers are just old and slow. 
and they want to play a fast pace for a team that can't run that pace. I mean, that's just they don't have the right team for D'Antoni's system. So Mike D'Antoni, the coach of the Los yeah, Angeles we Lakers. Know. Los Angeles we know. Lakers. Mike D'Antoni. We know who Mike D'Antoni is. Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, doesn't he have an apostrophe in there? Yeah, D'Antoni. I want to look D- up where D'Antoni. he's from. He's got the, the Italian name played in Italy, right? I mean, uh, he's from he's, West Virginia. Yeah, and he's got the, the country accent. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, that's that's my theory on it. But I think then you can't really glean anything from this game. You just can't. It was, it's the Lakers, and they got Kobe and Dwight Howard, but Dwight Howard is a shell of himself. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got still – walking got, Band-Aid yeah. right now. I mean, so, so yes, I'm not, I'm not trying to – you know, piss on everyone's parade here. But I mean, really, truly, you can't tell anything from this particular game. You have to like see what they do against Portland, which is on the road, not necessarily a better team than Lakers, but you know, it's on a road game in a tough environment and see what they perform against, against adversity and against the Thunder the following game. Yeah, and Portland's right there record-wise with LA and like you just you touched on with these two games coming up. Big road game in Portland, Nuggets 12 and 19 on the road. They got to get to closer to 500 on the road. That's, that's that's the goal every season, right? Be close to 500 on the road, be dominant at home and the Nuggets have been extremely dominant at home yeah, this year. Unbeatable. But in Portland that last game they lost, they shot of 22 from three-point range, set an NBA record for futility from behind the line. Uh <laughs> did not do well. Um, yeah, so Wednesday, I mean, it's a little bit of a revenge game. You know game. what? Hey, good for them for keep going at it. You know? <laughs> yeah, to keep Not shooting them, man. So they got, <laughs> they got, they, they got the achievement award. <laughs> or was that the, uh, yeah. the, uh, you know, hey, I always turd say, sandwich after the it's, game. Better, <laughs> it's better to, you know, make a poor decision than no decision. And so, you know. So the good thing, a good sure. plan today is better than a perfect plan tomorrow. <laughs> it's, it's, right? the, it's the Ross Martin philosophy. Play, you know, play the D, shoot the three. That's what I always say. You know <laughs> play the D, shoot that three, baby. Both these games, though, the next two games, the Nuggets both on ESPN, and they're going to be rested. So we're going to actually have some nationally televised Nuggets games of a you know a, a full powered Nuggets team. It feels like yeah, which is every game that's been back to back, hasn't it, on ESPN? Except almost for, except for the Memphis game. Every one of them has been on back-to-back, a second night of back-to-back. Like the Lakers game, which was a complete aberration early in the season. Remember that one where they lost in L.A., the first Lakers game? And yeah. And so they, they got blew out by 20 points? Yeah. That was just horrific to watch. But this would be good. I mean, Portland, that's a good test because that's a that's a tough place to play. Yeah. It's national TV. They didn't play well there earlier in the year. Uh, Portland trying to get into the playoffs. They've been playing decent basketball. They're not not great, but, you know. They're battling, whatever. And then Oklahoma City Friday night, ESPN. That's a huge game. Yes. It's here in Denver. Nuggets will be rested a little bit. Okay, so he's going to be rested before that game. And that's really, I think that's the best measuring stick we'll have for these Nuggets in in weeks. This Friday night? This Friday night? ESPN, nationally televised? Espen. That's pretty cool. Oklahoma City? Okay, see? Yep. And and it's going to be. First game since Westbrook stole the ball from Rocky twice? Since he cussed out the fans in the front row. <laughs> Since he said after the game that he does not like the city of Denver to Kenneth Fareed. Kenneth Fareed laughed at him. <laughs> Anything know. for you guys? Does it get your juices flowing? <laughs> Listen, this is, this is my thing. Oh yeah, my juices are already, flow, already flowing for this. But this is, this is the thing. Two things that I didn't like from that game. One, Russell Westbrook was, per, you know, that jerk off performance. A dick. But two. Such a dick. Was the Nuggets kind of shrug your shoulders reaction to it. 
you know, I, I mean, I want them to be a little passionate about, you know, some guy basically cussing out your fans in the first row. It's like Ty was like, eh, whatever. I think. Yeah, it's funny. where's the passion, Danilo? Yeah. Like he's. Come just on, a- he's supposed to be a passionato. <laughs> And that's what you want to see. You want to see that sort of thing. And it was just disappointing. It's like last night. I was hoping Wilson Chandler would say exactly what Gallo said at the end of the uh, Boston game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You Lakers fans, you've got to get out of here. And I even asked asked Chandler last night after that game about, you know, he was talking about how guys are fired up to play against Kobe. And I was like, is there any talk that goes on? You know, you guys ever do any trash talking with Kobe when you beat him or whatever? And he's like, well, some guys on our team talk. I don't. I don't really talk, you know. It's like he's a quiet guy. <laughs> you know, getting him to talk's like pulling teeth sometimes, so it's it's tough to get him to say anything. But uh you know, heck of a win by the Nuggets, you know, for whatever it was, it was still still a nice win. It was a game but you know, George said before the game it could have been a fourth quarter game, it wasn't. The Nuggets put it away, which, you know, is what you want to see out of a team that's yeah. uh trying to get into uh contention somewhere that Masai Ujiri said that they weren't. So yeah. you know, good good little step, but big test Friday night. I'm looking forward to that game. Uh, that's about all I got, Ross. What do you think, man? What's it like on the Stiffs uh, boards? Like, what are people saying? <laughs> Which night? Nobody knows the pulse of the Nuggets fan base better than you two guys. What, what are people feeling like here? Well, it depends on if they win or lose. Yeah, I, I mean, I think people are... Up and down. They're up and down. But people know? care about this. It's a roller coaster, man, this mm-hmm. season, I'll tell you. People do because because they care about this team. I think that the fans have, have kind of grown attached to these guys. You know, it's this. it's been built up as this... You know, all the pundits on ESPN, TNT saying, you know, Denver, yeah, they're a nice team in the regular season. They're fun to watch. They're entertaining. They'll flame out in the playoffs. The style isn't capable of winning, ignoring the fact that, like Jeff said earlier, Oklahoma City and Miami play a fast pace and, you know, played for the championship last year. But the whole story is it's basically Nuggets fans against the world, and it's been built that way. And the fans, that I think, have bought into this team, and they're, they want to see that fight. They want to see – the underdog come out and, you know, beat the bigger teams and, you know, I think fans are behind them. Yeah. I think fans are ready to rally behind them because they see this as an underdog scenario and nobody likes rooting for an underdog now, more. Timmons, I know you probably didn't want to see a trade last week because you have an affection for these players. I can see it in your eyes when you talk about them. There's a sparkle. I like it. It does sparkle. <laughs> I can't even see sometimes. It's like I'm chopping onions. <laughs> But for most part, people were disappointed that there were no moves made, right? Yeah. But well, it was in the midst of all the success. It's kind of weird. I mean, it's, the Nuggets have had a solid month, right? I mean, yeah, not, straight I mean, I, six I think, weeks of playing really good ball. And I've kind of bought and into ball that. don't lie. I don't know if you guys heard of that. Ball don't before. lie. Ball don't lie. But I mean, I've bought into that the concept too, the team concept that Ujiri and George Carl have preached. You know, this whole. Everybody says we need a superstar. We don't need a superstar. This is basketball, the ultimate team game. We can win this game without a star. You can win by playing superior basketball. And you know, I it doesn't take much to you know talk me into something, I guess. But I mean, I've bought into that, and I'd like to see that style because I believe that too. I don't think that you need, I don't think you need Kobe Bryant to win the NBA Finals. And you know, like it or not, Kobe Bryant didn't win an NBA Finals by himself. He had Shaquille O'Neal, he had Pau Gasol, he had Andrew Bynum. He's had all these players around him. It's a team game, and I've bought into it. All right, man. Well, I got some oceanfront property in Arizona. I'd like to sell you, buddy. Really? Right on the ocean? I'm in. How much? Where is it? (laughs) 
It said the it's the Tucson Ocean. <laughs> Tucson. Play the D, shoot the three, guys. That's all I gotta Play say. The D, shoot the three. Play the D, shoot the three. What do you think, Jeff? What is your what is your pulse on this team and what the what the fan base thinks I, of? I like first of all, personally, I can only speak for myself. I really like the team personally. It's just a. I respond well to the way they approach the game, specific players, you know. I, I do have an affinity, you know, like for Gallo and I, I like, I like Ty and I like, you know, there's these players that you're trying to get to know. And, you know, that one-on-one interview with Gallinari, I was thinking actually after I watched it, it's like, we need more of this from the Nuggets. They should do it with every freaking player. They should player. do it with every, because it's like, they, you got to learn so much about uh, Gallo that I didn't know. Where he's from, where what he's he likes. From, his relationship with his family, all this stuff, which was like, I didn't know that he is left-handed, you know, that he had, you know, it's who knew that he was left-handed. I mean, no one in Denver did. He didn't start shooting with his right hand until he broke his left hand. Until he broke his left hand. I mean, it's like, come, I'm left-handed too. Me too, man. Makes everything I do with my right hand a lot more impressive, doesn't it? (laughs) No. (laughs) That's why they call you ambidextron. Um. (laughs) Ambidextros. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's it. That's, that's I, it. I, I respond right well to that. I. And I think people by and large respond well to that sort of thing. The thing is no one got not if you weren't watching Altitude, no one got to see that interview. Yeah. And I've been talking about this thing for 3 days and people have been like, "What?" You know, none of them saw it. You know, because Scott Hastings do the interview? No, it was, uh, Ju- Julie Broman. <laughs> I was gonna say. So nobody understood anything, then. <laughs> yeah, it was Julie Broman and, and Danilo. The guy babbling in English and the guy babbling in Italian. Yeah. It was good though. It was great. And, it was you know, a great interview. And we've talked about it too. They need, Altitude needs to put that on their website because but, there's a lot of Nuggets fans they outside don't have of Colorado. A website. <laughs> do they? Throw it on Nuggets.com. Come on. Yeah, they, they really do because that like, sort of thing is great for public relations, specifically in a town like Denver. People love that sort of thing. They want to feel connected to who they are rooting for. And I think that is a good part of that sort of thing. I said, why don't they do that with more They players? should have Peyton Manning interview Nuggets players. That would be well, Peyton Manning. Papa John's pizza. And then be. after the hour is over, they both get sick. I heard Peyton Manning like big times the local media though. So it's like, it's like but he's not going to do that. He's like, he's, he's too big for Denver. <laughs> True. He's, he's big, well, yeah. Jeff, I know you can only speak for yourself, but I can speak for the entire city of Denver. And I just say we're on board. Okay. We all agree. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Was that the city of Denver? That was all of them. Wow. That's a, a, a actual recording of the city of Denver. That is. I made that recording. That is. That's impressive, Ross. Yeah. Invesco Field, what's up? An Invesco Field. Sports Authority joint. Mm-hmm. Mile high. Joint. <laughs> it's, it's a Sports Authority joint. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fellas. We talked nicknames. We talked nuggets. We talked a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's right. We did it well. Episode 96 in the books, I think, huh? Thanks, everybody. Play the D, shoot the three. Play the D, shoot the three. (laughs) Goodbye.